Tommy Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your Tilo, Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm here with the low in your Tilo, Lorenzo Marquez, my lovely husband. How are you this week? Wonderful. We're a little punchy. We just went out grocery shopping. Yeah. Very exciting. Very Sunny exciting. outside. Yes. And, and we saw people. <laughs> and you have to remember, we're city dwellers. And for yeah. us to go grocery shopping is to walk 20 blocks. Um, Which is it was nice. No, it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we're capable of doing it. And um, it was actually, oh, Miss oh, Mew Mew's, she hasn't been talking much lately. Um, when when we were, when lockdown first started evaporating, it's never fully gone away. But when we started going, getting back into the world after our vaccines, I said, one of the first things was, I want to break the habit of ordering all our groceries. Right, right, because... Right. First off, you never get what you want. Secondly, it's fifty dollars in tips and delivery fees every time. Because was, we always tipped well. That's we always the, tipped well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, and I just wanted to get back out. I was like, "This is how we're going to get back out in the world." If we're doing, if I'm picking my own produce, it'll feel like right. the world is normal again. So, it's just one of those things. We actually didn't have time to do it this week, and I was like, "No, I'm not falling back into the trap of having my groceries delivered if I am able-bodied." Damn it! Right, and also because we both work from home, and and going to the gym every day was kind of our break. Right, and we don't do that anymore. At right. least not for now. We we I am we so do want to go back to the gym, and we're ready. But that was kind of our, our daily break. You yeah, know, we would go. Not only that, but we had sep- we went to separate gyms. Yes, too. yes, very essential. No, to no, any we do not marriage. work out together. God no. no. And um, and it was nice because we would be away from each other. The thing is, like you know, like unlike most married couples, we are joined at the hip forever. Like there's no time apart from each other. We work together all day <laughs> long. We literally have to work to find time away from each right, other. Right, which is truly fun. And we say that sometimes. I'm like, all right, we need. Yeah, I need to go out. <laughs> but um, yeah, lockdown just. Yeah, for most of us, I mean, for a lot of couples, it's just you know there was no chance to get away from each other, and um, but we're fine. I mean, uh, we never had to make an adjustment to working at home because really. we made that adjustment twenty years ago. The cats are, are just fighting. That's a ramble, and this entire podcast this week will be a bit of a podpourri. We're just going to touch on a few things. Nothing really, there's no overriding theme except for one having to do with how we cover things. And right. that may or may not be of interest to you. No, it's just stuff that we talked about on, on Twitter. And by the way, if, you haven't, if you're not following us yet... Um, you should be. You should Tom be. and Lorenzo. Tom Lorenzo on, on Twitter. Twitter. Anyway, and Instagram. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Disney crap this week, and we're t- going to talk a little bit about royal stuff this week, and believe it or not, there is a connection. Um, but before we get into that, how about we talk about The Tourist for a few minutes? We yes. both really enjoyed it. I it enjoyed it. dropped on HBO Max, I think, a week ago. Yeah. It's a six-part a limited series starring Jamie Dornan of Belfast and Fifty Shades of Grey and all those other movies. And um, what is her name? Danielle? Danielle uh, McDonald. Because I, I watch a lot of Australian shows. and She's I've, been in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. And I really like her. And she's great. She's really great in it. And, um, oh, right. She was in um, French Exit. That's right. She's She was in a if lot of watch, different yeah, things. She was in Dumpling. Shows, yeah, the yeah, one with... You know um, her. Oh, she was in Ladybird. All right. Um, oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, She's just a great uh, Australian character actress who uh, sort of plays the romantic lead here almost. Uh, it's not quite... I don't want to give too much away. It's a six-part series. It's a little violent, but I don't really think it's... 
it's more of a thriller than a you know uh, you're waiting for stuff to happen has a great hook which is uh jamie dornan's character is in a car crash and when he wakes up he's in he's in a car crash in the outback and when he wakes up he has no memory of who he is and then the series is just him and you know you've seen shows like this before like memento and or movies like this like memento and stuff um it's uh, it's a BBC production. And Which is interesting because, it, it, as you said, it's a BBC production, but it feels very Australian. I was just about to say that. The sense of humor, It's most of the actors in it are, I mean, I think all of the actors in it, except for Jamie Dornan, are Australian. And it has a very Australian sensibility to it, a very Australian sense of humor to it. Cinematography, everything, yeah. like the um, landscape. It does, you're right, it doesn't feel like a BBC production. But um, it's dry and funny. It's tense. Uh, it absolutely goes in directions you cannot predict at all. Dornan is great oh in it. Oh my god, he's so I mean, awesome. putting aside how cute that guy is. Distracting like, I, it is. Distractingly <laughs> cute he is. Um, he is very good at going from um, sort of threatening to heartbreaking in the same yes, scene. Yes, yes. And he's also able to be really light about it like he he's he's got a very light touch to him as an actor um and maybe a lot of that is just because he's so damn good looking on screen that you'll it's very distracting i mean the whole time i'm just staring at him his beard now at least you know well I, i saw the first two episodes and i went to lorenzo and i said it's really funny because uh jamie dornan's in a car crash and he loses memory and everybody he meets in Australia just goes out of their way to help him out. And that is totally believable because if this beautiful man, this troubled, beautiful man, I know he stumbled into your life and then he opens his mouth and that beautiful accent. And we just like, Oh my God. Um, I've said this before. I'm an Irish American and I never, ever think Irish guys are hot. It's just not, but that guy. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, but that's not the reason to watch it. Although that's not, it's not a reason not to watch it. Um, it's funny. It's tense. It goes places. He ha- it, there's not a performance in it that isn't just great. Right. They're all great. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I devoured it in like five nights. It's six hours long. And Right. There's yeah. a character named Lucy uh, played by, I believe, is Shalon Brun uh, Franklin, her name. Yeah. And she's awesome. She's, she's fabulous. so fabulous. She's gorgeous. She's great, great yeah. actor. Um, yeah, everyone is great. Yeah. So I uh, recommend it. Re- very much recommend it. It was like this surprise. I... I really just put it on the first episode because I was like, well, I'll watch Jamie Dornan in a T-shirt for an hour. And then I got so engrossed with the story. I'll never forget the look on your face where the guy did the lip reading. Yeah. Where you were like, <laughs> and I was like, see this? And I told you that. I was like, see, it goes places. You don't expect it. I'm not giving anything away. Um, but you, it just unfolds this story. And I think what... What is making me recommend it as a quality piece of television is not just that it was entertaining, but it actually took some narrow, big narrative risks, yes, yes, especially yes. in the last hour. The way the story is resolved, I really had to sit with it. I loved it. I re- I'm loved not it. Get, let's no, not I'm not going to give away. anything away, but I loved it because it feels today that every show is so focused on the next season that they just don't end things anymore. It's right. like, oh, we'll, we'll resolve this. We'll take care of this next season. And it, the way they ended it, it could be any, anyway. It could be resolved, it could but be it resolved. would be a very sort of sad resolution, maybe. Um, I'm but not going to give anything no, but away. But at the same time, it would be a great start for, for a new season. Exactly. So, it could go either way. And and um, I don't want to... 
the reveals about this character when when his They're full life amazing, is yeah. revealed yeah, to you. I agree. Uh, they took some risks in in who he turned out to be, and uh, I did. I really had to sit with that final episode. I didn't expect to have to sit with it and work my way through it because right. I didn't really think it was that deep. The thing is that but, I, um, I'm a yeah, huge I, fan of anything in Australia. I just like when um, when things surprise you that way. Right. And uh, you really do have to sort of come to terms with the creative decisions of something that you were just letting wash all over you. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that I love any Australian show because I, I just like to stare at that beautiful landscape and... It just makes me want to pack and, and, and go to Australia. Have you seen their spiders? No, oh, thank I you. Know, but they're, no, thank it's you. It's beautiful. Just beautiful. Like when they're driving and there's, oh, just beautiful land. Yeah. Um, I love it. Love it. Uh, there is a very specific type of humor. And I think, I think. Australian and, humor yeah. is not always palatable to Americans, and, I think. It's and harsh. it's just great. Yeah. It's just, you go like, wow. Yeah. Uh, love it. Love the show. Um, Tell yeah, me recommend I was entertained it. by it. Fair the enough. other show that I, I caught this week, and I made you watch it. I was like, you're not watching anything right now. Just watch this. Right. So we can talk. And, and I'm, it's not going to be a long discussion. Is Shining Veil on Stars right. with Courtney Cox and Mira Sorvino. The first two episodes dropped. And the only reason I made you sit through it, and I said this when I flipped it on, I was like, <laughs> watch this. They're totally foul-mouthed. You'll just love listening to oh, I love her character. And yeah. um, so Courtney Cox is um, uh, this author and she's married and she has two uh teenage children um her the oldest daughter is i'm just gonna say she's a complete bitch and the the son is the most awkward like 13 year old you can possibly imagine family greg kinnear is the husband had to go look up greg kinnear's age because you know he looks great he's 57 he still looks looks great amazing uh the thing about courtney cox is i'm gonna say something here Mm. No, but comparing to the she other looks one, great. Yeah. she's had a lot of work done. Uh-huh. But um, she does, I, she does actually look great in this. And I'm going to say something mean. I think she was probably, yeah, she was the least funny member of, of Friends. She was the least talented member of that cast. Really, I remember thinking that back in the day. I was like, she's okay as a straight woman and everything. And every once in a while, she gets a good line in. But literally, every member, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Aniston, all of them were just better. Yeah, I, I thought the guys better, were horrible. Uh, anyway, David Schwimmer, they were good. I always thought she was the weak member of that mm-hmm. cast. At the time, I thought she was the... They put her in because she was pretty and she was the only one who was semi-famous. Up, uh, you know, she had been in the mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen video and everything. Um, and in the years since, I never thought she was all that I, I don't I wouldn't call her a bad actress, but I just never thought she was all that great. And uh I thought she was great in this. She is hysterical. sharp as a tack. Yes, and yes. and really when I say that, I mean I I, I walked away with some newfound respect because you don't get that level of timing yes without yes. training the way she delivers no she does no yeah. com- i'm like yes. all right i was wrong mm-hmm. this, this lady has been doing this sort of thing because she also had cougar town which was a successful oh, right. sitcom for like six or seven years so she's got her bona fides and i think i i didn't realize until i saw this how how sharp her comedy skills are. I think are. she's extremely funny in this. And also... Foul-mouthed. My God, I, I, she's foul-mouthed. I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, when her daughter is like, they're having dinner or whatever, and the daughter says like, can we just not drop the F-bomb once? <laughs> daughter, anyway. Her daughter said she's going to join the chastity club in school. And she's uh, like, you're going to need a time machine for that, honey. <laughs> it's, she's 
very very funny anyway um, that it's a silly show i'm not crazy about the show but she's awesome you know? um she is awesome in it i think she and greg kinnear they bounce off each other really well because courtney cox and i will say this even back when she was on friends her persona was sort of sharp-edged that was the kind of character she played they sort of were sharp and right. they, you had a ma- and that was monica on friends like don't piss off monica um and Greg Kinnear is just the epitome of the affable guy, the go-along-to-get-along guy. So actually, their energy as a couple is really, really great. And it's it's right out of the gate, you you find out that their marriage is on the rocks because she cheated with the handyman. And her kids know, the whole family knows. It's, it's, it's really it's so funny. out in the open, the whole thing. Yeah. I just loved it. It, it. it feels fresh. I don't like the whole... Yeah, they move into a house to get away from their troubles, and it's a house in the country, and it's haunted. It's haunted right. by Mira Sorvino. That's the part that I don't like because I, I hate. And those nobody stories. believes that that, or I, her husband doesn't believe that. She's I do actually hope that it, it developed that that thing developed a little more. Right. Uh, the whole thing with the girls, but so far I love the family. The family is hysterical. Yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to the show because yes. I I I wasn't slapping my knee through it, but I was pleasant. I, you know, I, it was I enjoyed the two episodes that I saw. You don't think Mira Sorvino can act? I don't think she's good. I mean, prove me wrong. You know, I, I only saw two episodes. There, we'll see. Right, she plays like a um, 1950s. Um, right. Uh, I don't want to say housewife because she was. Well, I mean, clearly like, she was like a wealthy woman in the 1950s. Right, but it feels very cartoonish. Her performance. I agree. A little, yeah, a little too, yeah. This whole very. This very basic idea of the forties in my head. I I mean I'll agree with that. I don't think she's particularly well developed, but like the other women in the town when she walks in on the right. I mean all of that stuff was really really funny and well done. So I don't know. Check it out. It's on it Stars. Yeah. Um. I think that's it for TV talk. Yeah. I mean I. Yeah. There are there are other <laughs> stuff coming. Um. Anyway. Um. Nothing that I am currently watching or that I haven't discussed on here. We talked about Severance, which right. keeps getting better. Uh, Picard, I don't really want to weigh in on Picard. I think I'll probably weigh in on the end of the season. Um, we'll talk about other things. Uh, we watched, you weren't really watching, but my friend came over last week and we watched Our Flag Means Death, the one about the pirates. Right. Um, which is on HBO Max. I laughed a couple of times. It was okay. Mm -hmm. It was just okay. I think considering the cast, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of, Leslie Jones is in it. Um, Taika Waititi is in it. Considering the high-level comedy chops, of of, yeah. yeah, I I really expected to laugh more. It looks great. It's it's a pirate movie. It's set in the 1780s or whatever, <laughs> and it's about these bumbling, stupid pirates. And it's kind of based on a true story, right? Is it that... is based on a true story about this noble Englishman who left his wife and children to go become a pirate. And, and he, it was horrible. And right? he was horrible, and he lasted all three years, and then he was hung. Um, oh, my God. So, I, cute. Uh, I haven't... I, and I did see three whole episodes and didn't really laugh through the whole thing. I, it was pleasant. And when Leslie Jones showed up, I mean, it did get a lot because it's Leslie Jones. She just eats up a scene. So that's, that's it for TV talk, right? Mm, I think so. You don't got anything to add to that. All right. So here's what's going on this week. Uh, so first off, there's the Disney thing. And we did the whole Don't Say Gay bill a couple of weeks ago on this podcast and talked about that and the anti-trans bill that's in Texas and how damaging these things are. Um, and the thing is about that is that I do remember a saying when we talked about it that you will, you let these things happen and they just grow. And it did. It grew. Well, they're never not... This is... a they're, The ball is rolling right. now if you speak out against this don't say gay bill then you're just in in favor of grooming children this is the whole and boy it has a 
gay man, a Gen X gay man. Boy, it feels like the 80s all over again when we were all being accused of, of yeah, being, being pedophiles. Right. Um, but uh, I won't even get into all that. We said we were going to try and keep it late. Uh, Disney's CEO, Bob Chapek, because that you know Disney World is based in Florida, and all, they yeah. bring so much money into the economy in Florida. He was asked to speak out about it, and he basically sent a letter out to his employees. It was like, "We're fine with this. I trust that you know our content and blah blah blah." Well, here's the bullshit. The bullshit line that he delivered was. Um, that they weren't going to get involved in partisan politics, that he spoke to Governor Ron DeSantis, who promised him it wouldn't be used against gay people. What the fuck? Of course it is. Well, like, it's the entire point of the bill. Um, and that he would rather that Disney's content be you know challenging and diverse and blah, 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 blah. Um, and here's the thing about that. Disney has a freaking horrible record for any sort of gay representation. They are they have tiptoed around it so Many much times, over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a letter from Pixar employees that came out yes. that they said, well, it's I don't in know the what, lounge too. Yeah, what the hell he's talking about because for years, every time we tried to animate any sort of same-sex attraction or romance, bear in mind down, that yeah. all Disney product has heterosexual romances in it. It's not like I'm asking for something that... Right. You know, it's not like they avoid the subject altogether. I mean, Disney's yeah. brand is practically ba- built on heterosexual romances. Yes. Um, so Prince don't tell says, me this yeah. stuff isn't, isn't appropriate for children. If they can watch, you know, um, Sleeping Beauty and Prince Charming Kiss, they can watch two dudes make eyes at each other or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. And my when all of this came out, I was... I didn't even feel like addressing it anywhere. I'm like, I don't, and I wasn't even sure we were going to talk about it this week, but I had a reaction to something. This is all going to get tied together. I promise we won't completely ramble here, but the Obi-Wan trailer came out the same day. I think when all this went down and my react, the Obi-Wan trailer is with, um, it's the Disney plus series. That's going to be bridge the gap between, you know, the prequels and the, and the main films and it has Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And at another time I might've been a little more excited about this. Although to be fair, um, the book above Boba Fett has made me realize that they are strip mining this, this franchise way too much, but still I was excited. It was going to be Obi-Wan Hayden Christensen was coming back as Anakin. So it's kind of a big deal. Trailer came out and I was completely turned off by it. Cause I, and I thought, I don't really feel like, Right, doing anything on well, this. that's the thing. We got a lot of Disney press uh, right uh, releases and emails and stuff, and we look at them and like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, but this brings. I actually think I was maybe perhaps a little wrong on that, or if not wrong, then I was being a bit hypocritical, and I will now explain why. This is all going to get tied in. Um, a couple weeks back, uh, Harry and Meghan made an. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle made an appearance, a rare appearance, on at the NAACP Image Awards where um, they re- received an award. Um, and she came out in the Christopher John Rogers gown, and it was the first time I had seen either one of them, anyone had seen any of them, either of them in anything formal for a really long time. Mm-hmm. All of their appearances since um, he left his senior royal duties have been more or less casual. But he was in a tux and she was in a gown and we wouldn't would have covered it. Um, but what happened was uh, probably I theorized at the time that it was it might have been due to Megan and Harry and that <coughs> pardon me, and that still may be true. Megan and Harry do exert some control over 
when they are photographed and how they are photographed. This is well known. This is not an accusation. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, So, uh, but we got up the next morning and there were no pictures available. And I think it may have been because BET hosts the Image Awards. It it was hard to get the pictures right from the... Right from like early in the morning. And then, you know, we got busy and then it was just kind of late. The only people uh, like Vogue was covering it, but they were taking screenshots off of their TV. And it really kind of looks like crap. So um, I I just made a comment on, oh, God, you can't comment on Harry and Meghan and how I I wondered if perhaps they were keeping a tight lock on on who got to photograph them that night. This is not a complaint. This is simply the way things are. Beyonce does the same thing. Sometimes Rihanna does the same yeah, thing. I mean, they don't do red carpets. Right. They don't allow themselves to be photographed unless it's their people. I, this doesn't make me angry. But, of course, Twitter being Twitter, and I got to say it, the Megan and Harry fans, I'm sure not all of them are this way, but as a group, they have reached fever pitch in terms of how they react to anything. Pure stand nonsense. So we got brigaded for days and days and days because people thought we were accusing them of something or, or at one point it was accusations that we wouldn't pay for pictures of a black woman. I mean, oh just all God. kinds of crazy, all because I said, hey, I wonder if Megan and Harry are keeping right. control, you know, keeping the a The thing lid. is that they didn't do, just to explain, they didn't do the red carpet. Uh, they only did uh, the stage. Like, yeah. And these are the only pictures available. One photographer took pictures of them uh, on stage. I think it was a BET yeah, thing. Yeah, it was and- one picture of them. Um, you know, when, anyway, it was just like one set. It wasn't red carpet and, and all kinds of pictures available for everybody. Days later, those pictures became available, but they they were not available on any of the agencies we right. are subscribed to. So we wound up not covering it because we could not legally procure pictures. And you have to understand, every picture on our site is there legally. We would be shut the hell down if we didn't have legal rights to everything we post on our site. And um, mm-hmm. I agree. Isn't that true? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, and I, I'm I'm tying this all together, I promise. But what happened was we started getting a series of, well, I noticed you didn't cover this. Would you mind telling me why? And we've been getting a lot of that lately, which when things are tense in the world, and things are always tense in the world, but you kind of get a read for these things. When things are more tense than normal, um, you, we'll get stuff like this. We'll get these sort of like leading, you know, accusatory sort of thing. Cause people are just looking for people to be mad at. Um, and we, I don't think we answered any of them. There were several of these that just wondered why we weren't covering Megan and Harry. And I'm like, I'm not getting into this. Now this week, Kathy and Bill, um, Kate Middleton and Prince William, they stepped out Uh, to visit a Ukrainian cultural center in London, I believe. And those pictures became available through our agency, which means we were legally able to cover them. And Lorenzo came to me and he said, do you want to cover this? And I got to say, I I bless my instincts, but I don't even think it was instincts. It was more like, um, I said, no, let's not, because... For several reasons. For several reasons. One was, uh, we're getting accused of not covering Harry and Meghan right now, and that was reason number one that we didn't cover them. And the reason number two, which is actually the more salient reason, we have decided recently to cut back on covering the Cambridges when they're doing their sort of casual day things because the response on these posts are getting lower and lower. And this is my point. Uh, Whenever we do or don't cover something and you wonder why, always, always, always 
go to it must have something to do with time or money. And that is the bottom line in almost every instance. We did not cover the Markles because uh, the Markles, uh, the Sussexes, because um, we the, didn't have it, access to we the pictures, the pictures yeah. would have been an astronomical amount of money and there would not have been a return on our investment. Right. There was no. Uh, so we didn't yeah. cover them. We didn't cover the Cambridges partially because we knew there would be blowback, but also because there is a, a lower and lower return on Cambridge posts. The only time we really get the same numbers that we used to get on the Cambridges is if they're doing something formal, if she's in a gown. And because she was at a place that it was kind of related to the war, and we don't want to... And it was a Ukrainian yeah. cultural center. Right, exactly. Like, there were all these reasons. And then I'm bringing this up because William, um, at that event, uh, stuck his foot in his mouth, and it became the sort of uh, scandal of the week regarding the royal family, because they cannot go by... I mean, seriously, they can't go five days without some scandal oh, at this point. So William said something, he, he was talking to you, you people at this Ukrainian Cultural Center, and he said that it was um, really alien to people of his generation to see something like this in oh Europe. Oh my God. Now, what was reported by uh, some royal reporters was that he had said that they were more used to seeing this in Asia and Africa. Huge blowback. And of course, um, Harry and Meghan... Uh, their fans are always looking for some some reason to go after mm-hmm. the Cambridges. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I cover them both. There's crazy white supremacist Cambridge fans that go after Meghan, like, you know, you wouldn't believe. And I, to put this further in co- in context, both couples came out with uh, messages of support um, for the people of Ukraine. The um, Sussexes were attacked by the British press for getting involved, and the Cambridges were praised for their kind words. Uh, and that's typical of how the press treats them. Then uh, uh, Vladimir Zelensky actually thanked the Cambridges on his... Um, he's in the middle of a war, but he thanked the Cambridges for their words of support, which he's just playing the game. He's he's just thanking every world leader yeah. who is showing him support. Meghan and Harry are not world leaders. Sorry, but they're not. So, but the Sussex fans got completely, they so they started bombarding Zelensky's oh my God. Twitter, telling him, yes, this is how crazy oh this shit. God. And let me, someone two weeks ago uh, on Facebook was threatening to have our page shut down because we called her Kathy. There's crazy people on both sides, <laughs> it, so I this, don't want to hear it. Don't send not me a emails. Joke. Yeah. This is not a joke. It really happened on Facebook. There's crazy people on both sides, and people love to email us and say what you don't understand about the royal family. And here's the thing. I've been covering the royal family for 12 years. I don't need it explained to me by anonymous people on the internet. Sorry, I don't. I, I understand them quite well. Um, but this all goes to this idea of what you cover and what you don't cover and why you cover things and why you don't. It, it worked out in the Cambridge situation because I really didn't want that bullshit on my page. Like right, I wasn't right. going, if, because for two days it was, oh my God, he said that thing about Asia and Africa. Then it got walked back when video got released and he didn't say the thing about Asia, which Allegedly. is the worst part. Mm-hmm. But he still said, we're not, this is alien to us in Europe, which is just, naive beyond naive i understand that he was like nine when the bosnian war was going on but if you want to be the king of england like maybe you should show a little more interest in recent european and that's the idea we we, you you actually tweeted something about that also uh, about this idea that the young people don't know what war is Right, right, right. It's like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, there was some silly... I can't stand this stuff. It's all social media stuff. 
I try not to get into like generate boomers are like this, Gen X is like this, you know, uh, millennials are like this, whatever. We all had our hardships in life. And there was some stupid tweet that went viral because it was a comedian saying that, you know, if you millennials need someone to help you get through this, you have to understand that we Gen X lived through the Cold War, blah, blah, blah. First off, I just want to say right here, I am fully entrenched. I'm actually an older member of Gen X and um, never once, never once in my life did I have a nuclear drill. I never had to hide under a desk right, or right, do anything. Exactly. I've, I heard people saying, I read like Gen, I'm like, nope. No, we didn't. We didn't do that in the 70s. That was shit they did in the fit. My mother did that stuff when she was in school. But don't go around saying, well, we all lived under the fear of nuclear war, blah, blah, blah. We we made punk music like that. We let, you know, it really wasn't a fear. It's bullshit when, when people talk about that. Um, baby boomers lived under that fear because they understood it. But as a child in the 70s or even in the 80s, I really wasn't worried about nuclear annihilation. And, and I say bullshit to anybody who says they were. Um, whereas, you know, millennials actually grew up post 9-11. Like they, they right. grew up in a world where America literally where was under the, attack. Uh, it, and it also depends on what country you live. Right, right. It, oh, well, it, that's true too. Yeah, it's not just like this whole idea that only America... You know, right? We don't know what war is, and therefore nobody else does. What? Anyway, we are definitely rambling all over the place. But bringing this back to the discussion of how a, a site like ours covers things, um, a, another one that constantly comes up is Dolce and Gabbana. Although it doesn't come up as much as it used to, because I think it's became evident that it, they, as a brand, are never going away. Celebrities really love them. Um, but for the longest time, people were like, why are you covering them? You shouldn't cover anyone, you know, wearing Dolce & Gabbana. And, um, well, I, right now would be 60% of the people out right. there on the red carpet. And here's the thing. I don't think people realize this is that we don't cover Dolce & Gabbana's runway collections. We stopped doing all that. The ad campaigns. I, I all just, of that. I mean, honestly, I, I was a huge fan of the brand. I'm not going to lie. Right. I mean, I have a lot of stuff in my closet that, you know, I don't wear because I don't feel like wearing it. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of the brand. Um, uh, I used to, we used to post the campaigns and all that. Yeah. We post the Gucci uh, campaigns all a, the time. You know, I love Italy and they always had a lot of inspirations. Everything they did was based on Italy uh, or Italian culture. So I missed that part, but I, we, we don't do that anymore. We don't but do runway and the, we cannot avoid them on the red carpet. And it, we we tried to explain this a couple of times. Like, we can't just put a moratorium on every, like, every celebrity who wears Dolce & Gabbana does not get covered on their site. We have people at the Grammys, people who won Grammys that night were wearing Dolce & Gabbana. Right. People show up at the Oscars, nominees, wearing Dolce & Gabbana. We can't not cover that. You And it's not fair to ask us not to cover that. Right, right. Uh, and we don't make any money off of whatever we ID in terms of clothes, I mean, we don't right. make money. But uh, but we do have to cover them. We just look for ways to not over cover right. them. You were talking about J.K. Rowling before we flipped on well, the mic. I draw my line on Harry, any okay, Harry Potter but thing. It, here's a weird sort of hypothetical. Like, if another Harry Potter or, or those Fantastic Beast movies... We're, I'm not covering um, We're not covering the trailers or anything like that. Um, Johnny... Well, Johnny Jeff's not in them anymore, so... I don't know what if we would cover a red carpet with that. I'm Maybe not, I'm not so sure because I no I I'm, I don't think we would either. But okay, so here's where it gets weird. Let's say someone in a J.K. Rowling movie gets nominated for an Oscar. It's not likely, but let's say they do. In that case, this is sort of like the Dean the Dolce Gabbana thing. It's like well, we won't cover the actual event. 
But if it spills over into other areas of our coverage, so Mostly that's we'll, how I, I'm trying to explain. Right, here. I understand. It's but. this weird thing when people want us to explain why we cover things and why we don't. It makes sense in our heads. There's a lot of considerations that get brought into it, but. I think we opened a door back in 2016 when we said we weren't going to cover Melania Trump. And we've never been able to shut that door again because I cannot tell you how many people have come to us and said, well, you said you weren't going to cover Melania, so you should stop covering this as well. Like, as if everything is open to interpretation Mm -hmm. or, you know, that sort of thing. We could stop covering First Ladies because it's not the essence of our site. Like, we would still remain Tom and Lorenzo with that that gap in our coverage. But we can't stop covering red carpets just because people are wearing Dolce & Gabbana on them. Um, And when it comes to things like the, the Cambridges or the Sussexes, it all comes down to availability of pictures. Or if you, we have something to say about it, just as and basic response. as response. Yes. The response to both of them, Cambridge's and Sussex's, has reduced tremendously in the last couple of years. Although, I got to say, people are way more interested in Meghan and Harry, mm-hmm. at least on this side of the right, pond. Right, right. Um, so we will always look for opportunities to cover them. But like, if if she's out, if, if Kathy's out in a sweater set... It better be something interesting. Otherwise, right. there's no point in us purchasing the pictures and spending the time writing right. something. Sometimes we look at those pictures and we have nothing to say. So why should we have them just so that people won't email us? And, or and, we and know that people won't respond to yeah. them. Like, it, mm-hmm. there's no response. There's no, no... Why don't you cover this certain TV show? Well, because... Um, uh, we know that if we spent hours writing a recap, it probably wouldn't get much response. Why do we cover The Gilded Age every week? Not because it's the best show on television, but because we get insane responses to those recaps. That's what it all comes right. down to. Uh, we even get emails, and I don't... I mean, listen, it it's someone who reads us, loves us, but they, you know, someone sent us an email asking why we hadn't watched certain movies yet nominated for the Oscar, right? Yeah. Um, um, uh, so... Yeah, it was like, and my point is that sometimes we we haven't had the time yet, or we have to sit together so that we right. can have, write a post about it. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of logistics involved, and we don't uh, we don't cover everything. We're a two person right, right. media company. Exactly. Uh, we cannot cover everything, so we make decisions based on what our readership will right. respond to. Mm-hmm. And I have to say. Uh, reviews of Oscar potential movies are not high on reader response because there's a million other places you can go for reviews on that. We are There are things we are known for, and it, it, Red Carpet is one of them. Certain types of nerdy um, uh, TV shows and movies are others, and period films and, and, and movies. Like, you know, Downton Abbey sort of put us on the map. Mad Men put us on the map. So something like... Uh, um, Bridgerton, not Bridgerton, um, The Gilded Age. Oh, right. That is that is just tailor-made for us. It's not the best show on television, but we're really good at it. And, people, and we like it. People come to us. So those, those are very, very popular mm-hmm. posts. If we were to write about... Uh, well, Bridgerton's a perfect example. Um, it's a matter of weighing the the pros and cons of covering something like Bridgerton and Outlander taught us very early on that you probably shouldn't cover book series unless you are a fan of that book series Mm -hmm. because your coverage will just constantly bombarded be bombarded with people complaining about, um, what you don't understand. 
Uh, and that's a, a huge reason why we don't cover Bridgerton is because it's um, it's cute, it's fun, it doesn't really excite me or engage me, and I know that its fans want specific things from any review of the TV show that we would not be willing to give or able to give. These are all the things you sort of weigh out when, when you're trying to cover things or not cover things. Right, no, I agree. When it comes to any movie or TV series based on a book, you get you know, the usual people um, that they're interested in it, but they haven't read the book and, or they, they read us and they, they want to read about what we think, you know, and so on. But, but then you get the hardcore fans and, and, readers and and they they question everything they right. why haven't you mentioned this why right. haven't you done this? and you know you it's easy to say oh just you know ignore it i mean but when you be when it's a daily thing absolutely several times right um it does get you know it weighs a little bit <laughs> um so yeah it all comes down to uh time and money and uh will we make enough money off of this by covering it and is it worth the time it will take to cover it? Because everything does on the site does cost money and take time. Um, so, you know, you're going to probably see less Cambridge coverage on our site because unless they're in in something fancy or right. because the, there's just not the interest there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shows that we cover, we choose to cover those shows not because they're the best shows on TV, but they are the kind of shows for which we are known. You know, that sort of, you know, we can count on a crowd to come. We have to make these selective choices. And just a lot recently, there's been this undercurrent of thinking that we're, I can tell you right now, there's never an instance where we don't cover someone because we don't like them. Um, I can't send the Kardashians and they're on our side. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Um, There's no instance of us trying to hide, you know, coverage or or we're mad at someone. So we're not, it, and there's this constant implication in certain mm-hmm. in certain questioning of how we cover things that it's it never every time i encounter i'm like oh my god not to be mean but this person clearly doesn't understand a thing about publishing a website like mm-hmm. i don't have time mm-hmm. to to you know engage in vendettas against people or or decide not to post something based on a whim uh, the i brought up the obi-wan thing because that was the one recent example of me being sort of in a fit of peak and not wanting to cover something. Ultimately, we didn't cover it because it's been a busy week. With it's, we're in between award. You know, the Baptists are this weekend. The SAG Awards were last weekend, so there wasn't really a lot of time. Again, time or space. But um, I probably will continue. We probably will continue to cover Disney stuff when and if it falls into our sort of rubric. Right. Um, obviously, like I. I've written about Marvel superhero stuff for years now, so I can't imagine pulling completely away from that. But I don't love the idea of giving Disney any press right now. It's just something we need to weigh. It, right. If we pull this out of our coverage, um, does our site suffer for it? And we can't. And we can't make a decision, you know, and and say, well, we're never going to do this. There's, I mean, things change. Yeah, they change. We change. So you know, we have to. We have to remain competitive in our market, right? And we have to go by day by day, and yeah. you know what what's going on in the world. Having said that, we're not going to like go out of our way to cover every Disney thing. No, and it's the same thing with Dolce and Gabbana. We'll cover them when someone famous wears them, and it, it's worth covering. Right. Um. But we're not going to promote their lines or their purses or their sunglasses or anything like that. And maybe that seems 
whatever, like, like not enough on our part. And I'm open to that criticism. No, I, you know, I'm, we're not above criticism on this, but um, ultimately we have a business to run. And as much as I would like to run it purely based on my moral and ethic, ethical code, um, that is not how most businesses are run, I hate to say. And sometimes you have to do things because they're right for your business. So anyway, I, I, you'll see Disney on our site and maybe we'll, um, take a moment every time we cover a Disney thing to mention Mm -hmm. there, how disappointing they are. We do that with Dolce and Gabbana. Um, as but, I said, things change. Let's see how it, right. you know, let's see what happens. But, and, you know, right now, this is how we feel. Right. And more often than not, if we haven't covered something that you think we should have covered, like Harry and Meghan, there's a reason. Like, we didn't have access to to, to legally Sometimes cover them. Sometimes we don't have access. We just don't pictures. have access. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- post-pandemic, yeah. the post-lockdown, because uh, everything's still ramping back up and gearing back up in the entertainment. Like, red carpets are still sort of gearing back up. Um, the way you get pictures for the red carpet has changed. It's, they don't. They're not sending out a hundred photographers to events the way they used Sometimes to. Sometimes they're 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 limited to certain uh, agencies, or it, it's complicated. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that that goes you know into, and it's not interesting. So I'm not even going to get into it. But I just want people to understand we don't publish things on a whim. There's a, a whole series of of business time and sometimes ethical decisions behind that anyway mm-hmm. i said we were going to keep it light and i don't think we did but anyway now but that's fine we needed to explain these things i, I think uh we needed to talk about these things so people understand why we don't publish or post certain things on you know on certain days or even why we avoid something altogether all right, and I think that's it for this week. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's it. That's All right, until it. next week, we'll come back with whatever crosses our eyes across our desk. Until then, take care of yourself. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.